Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. If you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Kings chapter 4. This is the first Sunday of a brand new year, the first Sunday of a brand new decade, and so we're stepping into something new. How many of you, you just love a new year? You love this time of year, a a chance to begin again. I was thinking about this last week, and I remember as a boy growing up, little boy, I grew up in southeast Missouri in a small town called Fredericktown. It's just a little dot, a little blip on the map. I mean, you've never heard of Fredericktown. You've never been to Fredericktown. You don't want to go to Fredericktown. We got more cows than people in Fredericktown, but that was where I grew up. And I lived in a trailer park. How many know you can take the boy out the trailer, but you can't take the trailer out the boy? And in my trailer park, at the end of the street, on a telephone pole, somebody had nailed a, a wooden basketball goal. I mean, it's like they took plywood for the backboard. Now the rim was iron, but you know, it was just a little makeshift goal at the end of the street. And I spent hours shooting ball. I spent so much time at the end of that road. My, my mama, she would have to holler at me. How many of you, you know what I'm talking about? That was my world. Now, when you're, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, your imagination is so creative. In my mind, I'm down there at the end of that street, but I'm seeing an arena, a stadium filled with people. I mean, there are thousands of people, and, and the game is on the line, and my team is down by two, and there's only five seconds left, and, and I got the ball. Come on, you with me right now? I mean, you reliving those glory days, huh? And it's, it's up to me, you know, my team is cleared out because I'm taking my guy one-on-one and I'm breaking him down. I've got this wicked crossover move and I'm about to break his ankles. Come on, talk to me. I mean, in there, the, 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 the crowd is yelling and cheering and thousands of people and that, that clock is going five, four, and I'm between the legs, a little move like that behind that, what, 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 what? Three, two, one, clank. That's all right, that's all right. Do over, do over, right? How many knows when you're playing in the backyard, you can create a do over anytime you want to? You know where I'm going with this, don't you? You know what I love about a new year? It's nature's way. Oh man, I gotta catch my breath. I need more cardio in my workout. A new year is nature's way of giving us a do-over. You know, in life, do-overs are hard to come by. Can I have a good amen? Sometimes you don't get a chance to go back and do some things differently. How many of you, if you, you reflect back to 2019, there may be a few things that you would do differently, a few conversations you would handle in a different way? some different decisions that you would make. Now, here's the good news, church. I want you to hear me. As believers, our hope is not in a new year, but our hope is in a God who makes all things new. You see, in God, we can have a new beginning. You see, man can turn the pages of a calendar, but only God can turn the page of a man's heart. 
And the good news for us on this first Sunday of a new year, of a brand new decade, we get to step into something new. The phrase that I continue to get in my spirit as I pray for us as a church, I pray for you, I pray for your family, is simply this. It's called make room. Somebody say make room. Making room, creating space. I want you to write that down somewhere. We're going to spend the month of January talking about the significance of making room and what happens when you make room for the things of God, you begin to discover things in God that you didn't know before. When you make room, when you prioritize his presence, God begins to show up and show off in significant ways. And really, this was birthed out of this passage in 2 Kings chapter 4. I want to read this story to you. It is so good. It is so good. The word is going to do the work today. I want to talk to you about a Shunammite woman in 2 Kings chapter 4 and how she made room for God's presence. Read with me in 2 Kings 4, starting with verse 8. The Bible says this, one day... Elisha went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. How many of y'all like to eat? Mm, come on. How many of you eating is, a, is one of your spiritual gifts? Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Even Elisha, the man of God, he, he loved to eat. Apparently, she was a good cook because every time he came through her village, he stopped at her house for something to eat. The Bible says in verse 9, this woman said to her husband, you know, babe, I'm sure this man who stops in from time to time, I'm sure he is a holy man of God. I've got an idea. Let's build a small room for him. Let's make room for him. Let's build this room on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. That way, when it comes, he'll have a place to stay. Whenever he stops by, he can stay right there in that room. If you're taking notes, the first thing I want you to write down is this. We make room for what's most important to us. If it's important to you, you're going to make room for it. Can I have a good amen? How many's ever been sitting in church and you, you got your row already staked out, but then you see a friend come up to you, you didn't even know they came to HPC, and you're like, what, 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 what's going, hey, come sit with us. They say, no, 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 it's too crowded. What, what do you say? No, 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 hey, I'm going to make room for you. Y'all scoot on down. Scoot down. We're going to make room for you. Why? Because your friendship is important to me. How many know we make room for what's most important to us? Y'all ever been at a restaurant? and you've eaten so much, you are just stuffed. What do you say? Man, they're gonna have to roll me out in a what? Yeah, where's that wheelbarrow? I can't even walk out. I can't, I don't have, there, there, there's, there's no space in my belly for anything else. And then they say, would you like to see the dessert menu? <laughs> How many know you can find room really quick? Come on. There's always room for dessert. Can somebody shout me down today? Or what if somebody says, hey, what, what, what you got going on? What you got going on next week? Oh, I'm really busy. I got a lot of things happening. Well, I got some tickets to the LSU game. Oh. I think I just found room in my schedule. Hey, I had a friend send me this text over the holidays. He said, a buddy of mine has two tickets for the 2020 National Championship. Both of them are good seats. He paid $1,000 a piece, but he didn't realize when he bought them, it was going to be on the same day as his wedding. 
If you're interested, he's looking for someone to take his place. It's at the Holy Cross Church on Lake Avenue at 3 p.m. <laughs> the bride's name is Jenny. She's about 5'4", 115 pounds, financially secure and a good cook. Oh, by the way, she'll be the one wearing the white dress. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who sent that text to me, but he is here among us today. How many know we do what's important to us? This woman recognized something about Elisha. Now, any reference to, a, to the man of God in the Old Testament, I want you to make this connection. B because in the Old Testament, all they had was the law and the prophets. That's all they had. Today, we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We know that God is with us. But then, when the prophet, when the man of God would come to town, that was literally uh, uh, equivalent to the presence of God. This woman, she understood the presence of God was with Elisha, so she made room for the presence of God. She said, hey, we need to remodel this house. How many has ever gone through a construction project or you've done a remodel? They say if your marriage can survive a construction project or a remodel, you're going to be married for the rest of your life. What do you have to do if you're going to remodel some things? you got to tear some things down. Okay, now hear me, church. I want you to dial into what I'm about to say. There has to be some demolition before there can be some reconstruction. You see, God is challenging us this year. If we're going to make room for his presence, there are some things that have got to go. We're going to have to tear down some mindsets. There's some mentalities that maybe we've adopted or developed over the years. There's some stinking thinking. Come on now. There's some habits, some excuses. Some of you have things in your life that aren't bearing any fruit whatsoever. They're just kind of hanging around. They're not producing anything. And God's saying, you got to clear out the old to make room for the new. How many of you want the new things in God? How many of you, you want to go to a new place in your relationship with God? How many of you, you, you feel like God bringing you to a new level? I believe 2020 is going to be a season where we step into some things. But before we step into some things, we got to let go of some things. We got to put the past behind us. In fact, you, you might need to have a garage sale. You might need to declutter some things. You might need to simplify your life. But if you're going to walk in the new, you got to get rid of the old. Th th this woman understood the significance of God's presence, and she says, I want this in my house. Oh, my prayer for you this year is that you would experience more of God than you did last year. But if you're going to walk in more of God, listen, watch, watch how this works. More of God is going to require less of you. If you're going to make room, if you're going to create space, in fact, John said this in his gospel, in John, uh, John chapter 3, verse 30, John says, he must increase and I must decrease. How are we going to make room for God? We've got to empty ourselves. Let me ask you this. When you look at your life, I think you need to take some inventory, and I hope you've had a chance to do that. Many of us take the last week of the year to reflect on what's been and project on what will be.
I think that's a good practice to reflect and project. But as you inventory your life, what are the things that you need to elevate? What are the things you need to eliminate? You see, she said, let's, let's remodel this space. Let's do something different. Let's create room for the man of God so when he comes to visit us, he'll have a place to stay. And she even furnished that space, did she not? Hey, let's put a bed in there, a table and chairs and a lamp. Let's make this a space that he'll want to come visit. Guess what? Elisha would make a visit, but God doesn't, don't, he doesn't want to just visit us this year. He wants to take permanent dwelling inside of us. Lord, don't don't just give me a visitation. Lord, I want manifestation. God, I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to know you. God, I want to experience you. Come on, are you into this today? Could you inform your faith that you're into this today? You see, the problem with me, can can I tell you what my problem is? Turn to your neighbor and say, you want to know what your problem is? Come on, turn to somebody and say, what's your problem? I, had, I was driving down the road the other day, and I kind of made a, an adjustment in, from one lane to the next rather quickly without using a blinker. And so kinda, how many's ever had a, a moment on the road, and it was your mistake, and you know it? Only three of you. Wow. Man, so we pulled up, you know, I, I kind of made a, an adjustment rather quickly, and it was unfortunate because I pulled out in front of somebody, and then they pulled up beside me, and that red light just stopped, and they, they were burning a hole at me. Whew, I didn't want to look that way. I was checking my phone, tying my shoe. Oh, look at that tree. I felt heat coming from this side of the car. And I glanced over, and that person was just staring me down and said something to me that I've given a lot of thought to. You know what they said? What is your problem? That's a great question. I'm trying to figure out my problem. You know what it is? My biggest problem, fixing to tell you right now, that Rachel can say amen to this. My biggest problem, it's me. Come on, can I have a better amen? Now look, some of you have issues with other people, but how many know your biggest issue is what looks at you in the mirror every day? It's like the father and, and son that were in the grocery store. And, you know, this son was just going crazy, man. He was whining. He was screaming. He was yelling. And the dad was saying, hey, calm down, Albert. It's going to be all right, Albert. It's going to be okay, Albert. And the lady heard that conversation and walked up to the man and said, wow, you sure are a patient father. He said, no, I'm not. I'm Albert. How <laughs> <laughs> I many know you got to talk to yourself? Come on, somebody. Calm down, Mike. It's going to be okay, Mike. You're going to get through this, Mike. You see, my biggest issue with me is me. And if I want more of God, I've got to empty me of me. What are some things that you got to say no to in your life so that you can create room for the presence of God? I want you to know this year, and hopefully this is what we're about as a church all the time, but this year we are after his presence. Some of you need to make a commitment this year that you're going to prioritize God's house. On Sundays, you're just going to be here. 
I'm going to be here this year on Sunday. Mike, that's not real spiritual. No, but it's the small tweaks that create giant peaks. Come on, somebody. If you'll just make a commitment in 2020, I'm going to the house of God. I'm going to prioritize. Okay, man, I know my schedule is busy. I got a lot of things happening with my family. Man, I know my kids are involved in a lot of different activities. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When you prioritize God's house, guess what? His blessing rests on your house. Psalm 92 says this, blessed is the man who is planted in the house of the Lord, for he will flourish in the courts of our God. When you make a commitment to be in God's house and prioritize his presence, there's some supernatural things that happen. On Wednesdays, for the next three Wednesdays, we're going to meet and pray. Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, what is that? We are going after the presence of God. We're going to do that here. We're doing that at Denham Springs. We're doing that across our campuses, and we're creating room. Lord, we need you this year. I'm desperate for you this year. I've got to have you in my heart, in my family, in my relationships. I've got to have you raising my kids, Lord, making decisions. I've got to have your presence. You see, hopefully this is a house that's prioritizing the presence of God. The woman said, let's, let's make a room for him. Look at what says verse 11. One day, one day Elisha returned to Shunem, and he went up to this upper room to rest. He said to his servant Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem I want to speak to her. When she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, tell her, Look, we appreciate the kind concern you've shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? No, she replied, my family takes good care of me. Now notice what's going on here. I want you to see this. Before I give you the point, I wanna wanna give you this thought. Now Elisha, because he's so blessed, she's created space, she's prioritized him. He's saying, what can I do for you? And you know what she says? I'm good. I'm good. Write down the word content. Content. I think that's a great word for 2020. Contentment. She says, you know what? My family takes care of me. I'm good. He's willing to put in a word to the king, to the commanding officer. Elisha knows people who know people that can do things for this woman, but she was content. Let me ask you this. Are you content with Jesus? Is Jesus enough? Or is it Jesus plus this? Well, I'll go to church if I can be blessed here. Well, I'll make this sacrifice as long as these good things happen in my life. Oh, I just love how this woman, uh, I love this. She was so content with God. She realized I have everything I need. Listen, the secret to having it all, you want to know the secret? How many want to know the secret? The secret to having it all is knowing that you already do. Mike, how do I have it all? You got Jesus? Hello? What else do you need? It's Jesus plus nothing. I think one of the greatest financial principles is contentment. If you could just be content with, set a budget and be content. Come on, somebody. Now, that's simple, but that'll help you this year. She was content. But notice this. Notice what Elisha, he's, he's wanting to do something for her. Hey, how can we bless you? Here's the second thing I want you to write this down. Number two, wherever God is honored, his blessings flow. 
This is a kingdom principle. Wherever God is honored, his blessings flow. Notice what this woman did. She prioritized the presence of God. She made room. Now she's positioned herself to receive a blessing. Let me ask you this. What are the things in your life that you want God to bless this year? What what do you want his blessing on? I know some of you have, have set some goals. And we do this every year. I I, I love writing down thoughts for the year. God, here are my goals. Here are my priorities. Here's what I'm pursuing. Okay, what do you want God to bless? Give him honor in that. How many of you want God to bless your finances? Okay, only seven of you. (laughs) Well, man, I'll take your blessing then. If you're going to leave it right there on the doorstep, I'll pick it up. How many want God to increase you and your resource this year? Okay, if you want God to bless you financially, then honor him in your finances, right? Because wherever God is honored, the blessings flow. You say, Mike, how do I honor God in my finances? Malachi chapter 3, listen to this. I love this verse. Malachi 3 says this, verse 10, bring all the tithe into the storehouse. In other words, take that first. 10% and give it to the Lord so there'll be plenty of food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, watch what happens. I will open the windows of heaven for you and will pour out a blessing so great that you won't. My, 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 my. What are we talking about? Making room. When you make room for God, he says, I've got a blessing for you that you won't even have room enough to receive. Come on, put your hands together if you believe that today. I love it. What do we want God to bless? Well, I want my marriage to be blessed. Honor God in your marriage. I want my children to be blessed. How are you going to prioritize and honor the Lord through your kids? Whatever you want God's blessing to rest upon, honor him and put him first. How many of you want your business to be blessed this year? How many businessmen, businesswomen do we have in the house? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to decrease something over that business. But here's what I need from you. I need you to make a commitment that this year your business is going to be so much more than just making money. It's going to be about making a difference. And if you can, it just, it, it, just a little shift, a little tilt in your mentality as it relates to that business. Lord, this business, it didn't come from me. The thought and idea came from you. So I'm going to honor you with it. And God, I just believe that as you resource me, everything that comes into my stewardship, it belongs to the kingdom. And God, I'm just believing that you're going to use this business to be a blessing. Not to just make a little money, but it's going to make a big difference. Come on. How many receive that? Elisha says, how, how, can I, how can I bless you? What can I do for you? Now, we don't, we don't serve God to get. Our motive is to honor him for who he is. But you know what? It's just in his nature to bless The character and nature of God is to bless. He wants to bless his children. And so when you honor him, blessings flow. Now, let me say this. Don't expect God's blessing on something that you haven't honored him with. Can I say that again? A lot of times we think, man, if I just just name it and claim it, say it and spray it, grab it and blab it and what, I mean... No, no, no. 
If you're not honoring him with it, don't expect God's blessing on it. Elisha says, what, what, what can we do for you? The woman says, you know, I'm good. But then he realizes she doesn't have a child. And so he says to her, you know what? By this time next year, you're going to be holding a baby boy in your arms. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Please don't get my hopes up. Because he noticed that her, her husband was older in years and they had no children. So he spoke something to her. He blessed her with something she didn't even know she wanted. I'm believing that God's going to surprise some of you this year with blessing. You didn't even know you wanted it. Didn't even know you needed it. He says, in a year's time, I'm going to come back next year, and you're going to be holding a child. And guess what? When God says it, he'll do it. When he speaks it, he will make it good. And so sure enough, a year goes by, and there's this child. The Bible says the boy, as he grew older, he was at work one day with his father in the field. Now watch this. I'm about to bring the story to a close. He's working with his father in the field, and this boy has a splitting headache. He's in so much pain, and so the father tells his servants, take the boy back to his mama. How many know when you're hurting, when you're sick, you want mama? I mean, hey, God bless dad. We love you. But when I'm hurting, I need mama. So sure enough, they, they race the boy back home, and the Bible says they placed this child, this young boy, in his mother's arms, and the scripture says that the boy dies. He passes away right there in her lap. Look at what it says, verse, verse 20. So the servant took him home, and his mother held him on her lap. But around noontime, he died. Verse 21, watch this. She carried him up and laid him on the bed of the man of God then shut the door and left him there. I want you to see this very, very, very important. Number three, of all the things we say today, this is so important. Number three, the space we create for God is the place to bring our pain. Notice this, notice this. Where did she take that boy? To the very room they had built for the man of God. You see, they started out by honoring God's presence. She had no idea that this, the worst day of her life would ever come to her. But what did she do with her pain? Let me ask you this. What are you doing with your pain? The truth is, this year, we don't know what this year holds. But we do know who holds it. There are going to be some unexpected things that will happen in your life this year. I'm not saying this as gloom and doom. I'm not trying to be fearful. But the truth is, life is what happens to you when you have something else planned. You're going to have some unexpected things happen in your world. But God is still sovereign. And if if you've created room for the Lord... The very place to take your pain, your hurt, your disappointment, your fear, your worry, your bad news, what do you do with that? You got to bring it to the space that you created for God. You see, the problem with the world that we live in is there's so much pain, they don't know how to process it. They don't know what to do with it. Some people turn to drugs. They medicate. If I can just pop a pill and numb myself, then the pain will go away. And it goes away temporarily, but guess what? comes back. 
and it takes more medication. Maybe it's alcohol. They're trying to find help and hope in the bottom of a bottle. Sometimes we turn to different practices and sexual addictions. and There's all kind of alternatives in this world. But I want to challenge you. When you experience pain this year, bring it to the presence of God. Bring it to the place, the space that you've created. I look back at my life and I see some of the most difficult. And last year was a hard year for me. Uh, Last year for our family was the most difficult year we've ever walked through. Just because you're, you're serving God doesn't mean you're immune from pain. In fact, I'll say quite the opposite. When you turn up the heat in your relationship with the Lord, the devil's going to turn up the heat on you. That, that's how it works. If you're not a threat to the devil, he's going to leave you alone. But get serious about God. Come on now. Talk to me today. If you get intentional about, about making room for the presence of God, and you are going to experience attack this year like never before. Last year was a hard year for us. But I'm so grateful for the space that we created as a family so now we know where to take our pain. So our pain doesn't have to destroy us, but God can use our pain as a platform to develop us. And now, now, now all of a sudden, what the enemy meant for harm, God's saying, I can use it for good. Why? Because you've given it to the Lord. You've taken your hands off of it. What did she do? She took her son's dead body and laid it on the bed of the man of God, and she left it there. And you know what she did? She went after Elisha. She said, oh, I got to find the prophet. I don't know where he is. Saddle up my horses. Here we go. And so she goes out on a search for Elisha. And Elisha sees her coming. And so he sends out Gehazi, his servant, to say, hey, is everything okay? And here she is. She's riding. And and she tells the servant, hey, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Listen, she was already speaking words of faith. Her world was falling apart, but what was she saying? I'm going to be good. It's going to be all right. I just got to get to the man of God. I got to get to the presence of God. I'm going to be fine if I can just find myself at his feet. She falls at Elisha's feet. He notices, man, she's troubled. Something's going on. He, He tells his servant, take my stick, my staff, and run it back to that boy and lay it on him. See if something happens. Guess what? Nothing happened. No substitute for the presence of God. Thank God for other people. But some of you are running to other people for something that only God can give. Sometimes we're running to the phone. God says, no, 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 come to the throne. (laughs) Come on, are you with me? She said, Elisha, no, no, don't send that stick. Don't send your servant. I'm not leaving this place unless you come with me. How many know desperate people will take desperate measures? Mm -mm 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 -mm. So the Bible said, I'm going to ask the band to come up. The Bible says that Elisha sees the boy there on that bed. And you know what he does? He stretches himself out across that boy. Hand to hand, arm to arm, face to face. He literally lays down and covers that boy's body. Get the picture here. My my prayer for us as a church is that God would stretch himself out across every square inch of our life. There's not a single thing in my life, God, that I don't want you to touch. I want you to be over all of it. Smother me with your presence, God. Smother me with your promises, God. Lord, smother me with your power. The Bible says he laid himself out across that boy. All of a sudden, that boy's body 
it began to warm. Life was coming back to it. Boy, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Some of you, some of you had a dream in 2019, but you've given up on that dream. You've just said it's dead. I thought this, it didn't, plan, it didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, and so you've left it alone. God's saying, no, no, give your broken dream to me. Don't give up on something that God's not finished with. That's a word for somebody. You, you've lost hope, you've lost heart, you haven't seen any signs of life, and God's saying, let me stretch myself out across it. Let me hover over this thing. Give this thing to me. The Bible says the boy's body began to grow warm. So, so look, look, let me read this last portion. So Elisha got up, verse 35. He walked back and forth across the room once, and then he stretched himself out again on the child. This time the boy sneezed seven times. So, somebody say seven. Something significant about that number. The boy sneezed seven times, and he opened his eyes. I just believe that there's going to be an open opportunity for you this year because you've allowed God to stretch himself out across your family, your future, your children, your finances, your business, your dreams. The Bible says he sneezed seven times, opened his eyes. Then Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, call the child's mother, he said. When she came in, Elisha said, here, take your son. She fell at his feet. She bowed before him, just overwhelmed with gratitude. I'm just overwhelmed with the goodness of God on this church, on your life. He is so faithful. You know, if, if I could sum this up, it would simply be this last thought. The supernatural is released in God's presence. Some of you are here today and you need a miracle. And you are desperate for the presence of God. If you'll make room, create space, let God fill that space up. The miracle that you need is found in Him and Him alone. Do you receive that today? Come on, put your hands together if you believe that. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.